Hendrix Regional Health, your health care partner that has been nationally recognized for creating outstanding patient experiences, is proud to present Health Talks with HRH. Here's Melanie Cole. The pre-participation physical evaluation, or PPE, is an important first step for parents in maximizing the health of your youth athletes for their safe participation in sports. My guest today is Dr. Mark Boer. He's a sports medicine physician at Hendricks Regional Health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Boer. Tell us what is the PPE. Uh, thank you, Melanie. I'm happy to be on. The uh, PPE, or the pre-participation physical exam, as you mentioned, is a examination that we do on athletes, um, often at the middle school, high school, and, and collegiate level, prior to starting their season, prior to um, the next school year. Um, it's an exam that we utilize to try to detect any condition that might limit an athlete from participating. Um, It helps us to detect if there's a condition that might predispose an athlete to an injury during their competition. Uh, Many states do require pre-participation exams prior to um, sports activities, and so it meets the legal um, requirements along those lines. And it does give us an opportunity to just determine the general health of the athlete, and we can answer some of their health-related questions, give them some counseling on lifestyle issues, and overall assess their fitness level for sport. Dr. Brewer, what are you looking for in the PPE? What are some of these things that you go over as, as the evaluation? Uh, as part of the PPE, we will put them through a process in which we're evaluating their blood pressure, their pulse, their height, their weight, their vision. These are often done um, by its stations. Um, You can find two different formats for PPEs. One is done privately in the uh, primary care sports medicine office, where just you individually in the room with the patient um, in the office setting. And others are often done now in almost more of a uh, what we call a group session or mass sessions where we'll have stations set up at the high school or the middle school or the college. And um, athletic trainers and physical therapists are assisting us with some of the vital signs. When the athlete gets to me um, in the back area or in the office, it's my job at that point in time to, to put them through a thorough medical exam, focusing really aggressively on their heart, number one, um, making sure there's no issues um, pulmonary-wise, GI, uh, musculoskeletal as well. So by the time they get to me, they've had blood pressure, they've had their pulse, they've had their height and weight, and what we do right away is we review the history. Um, There is a required form that has to be filled out um, prior to the pre-participation physical exam, and it really is that health questionnaire oftentimes 60 to 70% of injuries or concerns are going to be raised on the history. So that's real important to read that over, go over that with the athlete, even before I even put a stethoscope on their chest or or do a neuro exam or musculoskeletal exam. So we really do take them through a pretty physical, a, a pretty thorough examination, but history is often number one. So even we hear so much in the media about sudden cardiac death, and and there's been some talk about whether an EKG is included now in this PPE. What do you think about this? The At this point in time, um, there is not yet a, a recommendation for American Heart Association or others to actually do EKGs or echocardiograms at mass screenings. 
it is it, the concern at times with EKGs. Will you have false positive readings that then lead to further, um, you know, more expensive tests? However, how I look at it is if there's anything on the history that indicates any concern whatsoever um, with anything cardiac, if they've had chest pain with exertion, if they've had a a previous heart murmur um, that they've been told they shouldn't exercise. If they're if they're passing out with exertion, if there's a family history, if there's a history of a family member um, who has had heart conditions or had sudden death before age of 50, I often do feel like those individuals, it's a good idea to utilize the EKG uh, as a screen and then often go all the way to the echocardiogram to get a much better um, picture structurally of the heart itself. So while right now it's it's not recommended per se by American Heart and, and other associations for other reasons. It does have its its usefulness. It tends to be a little bit more um, athlete-specific or patient-specific, at which times we'll recommend its use. So currently not being done um, at some of our mass screenings that we're doing currently. And so what about biomechanical analysis? What are you looking for musculoskeletal-wise with children if they've got misalignments? Is that going to make a jump in basketball more dangerous for their back? How does that work for kids? Going through the musculoskeletal screen, it allows us to identify if somebody possibly has we may pick up scoliosis that hadn't been um, discovered before. There may be areas of muscle tightness, muscle weakness, anything mechanically on that whole kinetic chain of the body. If it's if there's a kink in the chain along the way, it can predispose to injury. So we really, truly want to try to identify any irregularities, whether it's a leg length discrepancy, a, a weakness, uh, like you mentioned with, with the back. Is there back pain that indicates that maybe there's something with a, a lumbar our disc or a stress fracture. And so by putting them through the musculoskeletal screen, it gives us a clue. It might trigger a red flag that then we're able to then take that athlete and then in, in, in participation with athletic trainers, possibly physical therapists, coaches, parents, we can come up with a plan to, to help that athlete recover from an injury if they're currently experiencing one, but also try to prevent further injuries by making sure their mechanics are where they need to be for their sport. And what about athletes that might have asthma? Do you discuss with them how they're going to treat their asthma, if they're going to do some preventive measures before they start their sport? That is is a big concern. Um, There are times where an athlete with asthma may unfortunately kind of have an asthma attack or a status asthmaticus where that can lead to death. I, I know it is a rare thing, but four out of 30 million athletes can die from an asthma attack on the athletic fields. So we do screen them, with again, with the questionnaire. Do they have a history of asthma? Are they being followed for it? What medications are they utilizing? Um, is it an exercise-induced asthma? Are they use an inhaler prior to exercise? Or is it a longstanding um, issue? Often, if someone has asthma, I'll ask them, have you ever been hospitalized with, with asthma? Have you ever been intubated with asthma? If they're answering yes to that, I'm, I'm already making this athlete aware, their athletic trainer aware, their parents aware that 
very strict adherence to their, their medications, their protocol, and monitoring for any deterioration in symptoms so that we can react immediately instead of letting an athlete struggle out on the playing field during an asthma attack and potentially die. So asthma is a very, very important part of the questionnaire and, and physical exam. Often during the exam, when you're listening to the, their lungs, they'll sound fine. Um, they're not in a, you know having an attack. They're not currently having symptoms. So that's where the history comes into play, much like the cardiac standpoint where, you know, oftentimes you may not notice or hear something on exam, but when you see it in the history, you have to then make everybody aware of what's the potential that could happen. That's what we're mostly looking for is we want to make sure we're aware if there is the possibility that anyone might have something that could lead to sudden death, uh, we really want to be on top of it. Dr. Boer, what a great doctor you are. I can tell and I can hear your passion and enthusiasm for this topic. What about injury prevention for the athletes themselves? Do you discuss with them, because we all know if they get injured sometimes, or concussion, they don't even want to come off the field. They don't want to have to sit it out. They don't want to have to miss any particular activity if they're in the middle of season. Do you discuss with the athlete themselves about injury prevention and concussion information? We do. A lot of those injuries or concussions that I've fortunately been able to see in the actual office setting gives you a much, much better environment to be able to sit with the athlete and the parent and, and discuss what the injury is, how are we going to make you better, how do we try to prevent this in the future. But during the actual pre-participation physical exam itself, if we've noticed um, that an individual has had a recent concussion, for example, um, I want to know, are you still having symptoms? You know, What have you done to this point in time? And get a little more information. How did the injury occur? How many past concussions have you had? Um, because that is... There are certain conditions where you would not pass your physical exam until you are completely cleared, for example, a concussion. There's other conditions, like you talked about with uh, some of the cardiac issues, um, that they won't pass activities, period. But concussions, for example, they have to have symptom resolution. They have had to have gone through the return to play protocol um, before we allow them back onto the field. It's very dangerous. It's very risky to try to continue to participate um, with a concussion especially at these younger age groups. They're very prone to a second concussion. It doesn't have to be as bad of a hit. If they have a second concussion, while they're still trying to recover from the initial concussion, that can lead to a condition called second impact syndrome where the brain swells almost irregularly. The skull doesn't expand, so instead a swollen brain can choke itself. And there have been deaths from second impact syndrome. It is at a, typically at a young age. We've not seen these in professional athletes. So the young mind is very prone to injury. So it's very, very strict with concussions in terms of when they're allowed to return to play. Um, and they have to be 100% symptom-free and past our return-to-play protocol, which we have in place at all our schools with the staff. Um, and I think as a general rule, now the general public is much more knowledgeable of concussions um, compared to 10, 20 years ago. So it, I haven't run into many issues where parents or coaches are fighting us on return-to-play like they had in the past. What great information, Dr. Boer, in just the last few minutes. Give your best advice to parents about this pre-participation physical, sports physical, for their young athletes and why they should come to Hendricks Regional Health for their care. I think the parents and the athletes um, 
often the first decision is where do I want to do my physical exam? Is it something that they want to come to the high school or the middle school where we offer the exams? Um, and that has its advantages. Um, there can be a cost advantage to that. Uh, we're able to communicate directly with the school and the athletic training staff. Um, but it, it oftentimes it's, it, it's not as private of an environment as you might find in the office setting. So that has its advantages as well. As well, if an athlete has a condition, or a parent has a concern with their athlete and with their child, and they want to talk about it in a more private manner, often doing the physical pre-participation physical at my office, um, it does allow us to sit, talk for a longer period of time, and really get into the issues at hand. It may be questions about an eating disorder. It may be just questions about their diabetes um, or their asthma. And there are times when, when the athlete is more comfortable in the office setting and might talk to me more than they would necessarily um, at the school. So you first have to weigh the pros and cons of, of school versus uh, doing it in the office setting. Secondly, it's your child has to have a pre-participation physical before they are going to be allowed to participate in that, that upcoming school year in athletics. Our schools are very strict on this. They have to have it on file. They, we do not allow them to play. So it has to be done first and foremost. Thirdly, it's if parents have questions, it is okay to come in and talk to me during a physical exam. They can come in with their athlete if at the school, certainly in the office. They're, they're in the office. They should never, ever be afraid um, or too shy. Always ask questions. There's never a bad question. Let's put it that way. And I feel like at Hendricks Regional Health, we have excellent sports medicine physicians, myself, Dr. Harsha, excellent orthopedic surgeons, Dr. Ritter, Dr. Prather, Dr. Waits, and just a myriad of excellent primary care physicians. We're staffed very well in the immediate cares and the emergency rooms, and we really, truly work together as a team to try to help and it's not just the athletes. I'm talking about anybody. We, we, we truly provide excellent medical service for the entire area. And I'm proud to work for Hendricks Regional Health. Thank you so much, Dr. Boer, for being with us today. You're listening to Health Talks with HRH. For more information, you can go to Hendricks.org. That's Hendricks.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.